The news received this morning of Mike Channel's sad and unseemly death at his home in London has come as a tremendous shock to everyone at this station. Listeners to Radioactive would, of course, know Mike as the former presenter of the mid-morning programme, which I took over from him last year. <laughs> Since then, his Sunday morning shows at 4am <laughs> have become a household institution. <laughs> Mike, uh, the old man of the airwaves, <laughs> as he enjoyed being called, <laughs> would, I'm sure, be the first to acknowledge that his career has not been a continuous success story. But he was always quite well respected within the profession and much liked by a reasonable number of listeners. <laughs> Perhaps the only slight consolation one can salvage from his sad and highly unseemly death over a primer stove in his Bermondsey residence <laughs> comes from the fact that his career was so very nearly at an end anyway. <laughs> Small consolation, perhaps, are his ex-wife Suzanne and his brother Gerald, his only remaining relative and her now husband. <laughs> Tributes to him from those in all walks of the profession have been requested <laughs> and we hope to bring you the first of them as soon as we receive it. In the meantime, here are some memories of him from those that have worked with him at the station. Firstly, his good friend, Anna Raby's agony columnist. He was an absolute bastard. I remember him saying that about himself, in total secrecy, of course, but what with the business with the toilets and all those Vietnamese schoolgirls, you could never mm. <laughs> Mike Channel, then, will be sorely missed. For those of us here at Radioactive, he will always remain the doddery old codger of the airwaves, as he used to love to be called. But behind it all, it's important to remember that he was a well-meaning man who made the most of what little he had and whose success was considerable for someone who was basically, basically a non-achiever. Non <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you think this is funny. Uh, well, that is incredible. Who would have thought uh, Mike Channel here, now actually in the studio? <laughs> What a surprise, Mike. Well, not half as much a surprise as hearing on the radio in the middle of washing up that you've died. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's obviously not true, Mike. And, uh, well, what a relief it is to all of us. I notice my new show on Sunday mornings has now been scrapped as well. Has that anything to do with you? Well, not directly, Mike, but I'm sure our listeners don't really say, want to I'm not content hit. with taking over my daily programme. You now hatch a plot to convince everyone I'm dead so that I lose my new Sunday show. Is that it? Oh, well, that's showbiz. Oh, <laughs> 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 listening to Radioactive, we apologise for the misleading obituary earlier on. We return now to our published programme, but following that, we will now be presenting the genuine obituary of Mike Flex, a broadcaster, obituary writer and snivelling little rat. <laughs> but for now, our scheduled holiday programme, Get Away With You. We'll be going to the Bosphorus to sample some Turkish delight. We'll be going to Holland for some Dutch courage. And we'll be going to Spain to spend two weeks sitting on the toilet in a filthy caravan site. <laughs> we'll be uh, looking at holidays all over the world, some of which are so out of the ordinary that they haven't even been road tested for the BBC holiday programme by Frank and Nesta Boff. <laughs> Let's get underway by going straight over to Martin Brown. Um, I've come to Taplow in the heart of the Thames Valley, um, flanked by the majestic river and the rolling hills of the Cotswolds. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I was supposed to go to Penzance in Cornwall. Get there, get there, get away with you! 
Well, there are all sorts of adventurous and romantic holidays available nowadays. For instance, there's one advertised in this brochure where for just £800 you can recreate the magical journey of Marco Polo. Though I wasn't aware that Marco Polo had actually travelled from Wolverhampton to Coventry. <laughs> and I must say that £800 does seem a little bit steep for an afternoon's bus ride in the black country. <laughs> One place where you might not immediately think of taking a holiday is Windscale, but Windscale Tourist, <laughs> Windscale tourist Officer uh, Ridge Kent is seeking to change all that. Uh, yes, uh, we think that Windscale offers unique opportunities for the British holidaymaker. Mm. Well, what are these unique opportunities a apart from the opportunity of losing all your hair and having your nose drop off? <laughs> <laughs> well, those are some of the opportunities, yes. obviously. <laughs> there are others, though. Windscale has miles of unrivaled coastline, which you can have all to yourself, uh, where you can build sandcastles that glow in the dark. And, uh, <laughs> just love the chance of getting out in the fresh air around here and seeing the birds, sheep and cows with two heads, you know. <laughs> my girls with three arms, six breasts, things like that. What, what is the cost of a week's holiday, then? Uh, one in five. The Eskimo, the Asian and the Goth have all been visited by Frank and Mr. Bond. Istanbul, Venice, Marrakesh, Skegness. <laughs> Guess which one I went to. Does going to the same place during the same month every single year for the next decade strike you as really boring? Well, we at Timeshare Limited will encourage you to buy a part share in one of these tatty self-contained flats in an undesirable part of Spain so that you have to go there every year to make it worth the money you spent on it. Or spend even more money advertising to rent it out in order to get some of the money you wasted back. We'll also try and persuade you that you'll feel as if it's your own, even though about 30 other families would empty their bowels in your toilet every year. <laughs> still plenty of fortnights free in the middle of winter when it's freezing cold and horrible. Or how about buying one Wednesday afternoon a year in March? Or for the real nutter, what about half an hour every year at 10.15 on May the 3rd? It's incredible what people waste their money on these days, and we at Timeshare Limited intend to make sure it stays that way. Hi, I'm Mandy. Fly me. I'm a trusting young executive, and I always fly first class. On the airline which has the sexiest chicks, who never turn down a pass. I want to join the Mile High Club and get me end away. Who is a blonde or brunette or the jumbo jet? From Gatwick to L.A. We wish they all could be California. We wish they all could be California. We wish they all could be Californicating girls. Come into your locally where anyone is nation. This is Britain's first national local radio station. Radioactive. Mike Flex presents his master quiz. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, each contestant could win his or her very own radioactive chateau in the Loire. And, of course, if they're lucky, they could also win a radioactive fish slice or a snap-on hose fitting. 
<laughs> so, uh, everything to play for. Let's meet the contestants who are... Alan. Alan and... Zoe. Alan and Zoe. Okay, usual rules. First one to get it, gets it. <laughs> Question one. Where would you find uh, Marmorbogen? Uh, Germany. No, London, as it's a German for Marble Arch. <laughs> uh, question two. Which is further west, Montreal or Ottawa? Uh, Ottawa. No, the answer is neither. Toronto is further west than both of them. <laughs> Question, uh, question, shut up. Question three is a trick question. True or false? Uh, true. No, false. <laughs> I'm afraid it's a perfectly ordinary question. What is the capital of Portugal? Uh, Lisbon. No, Amsterdam, I'm afraid, was it a trick question? Was a trick question? It was, in fact, true. What? Question four. <laughs> Barcelona is a resort in which Scandinavian country? Correct, but I'm afraid Spain is not a Scandinavian country. <laughs> so not quite right there. I can't give you that. Question five. Who was president of France? When? I can't help you on this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh. uh, president Gaulle. No, President Jean-Luc Hero was the answer. I was looking for president in the mid-19th century. Question six. How many countries does the Danube flow through? Four. Alan? Uh, seven. Well, which is it? I think it's four. Well, I think it's seven. Well, you can't both be right. Let's have to go on to the next question. <laughs> When did Gibraltar become British? Oh, I know this. Uh, uh, 1704. Yes. More precisely? Uh, uh, June. Yes. Oh, good. More precisely? A date? Uh-huh. Um, well, I, I don't know. 17th? Yeah. Oh. More precisely? I, I don't know what time it is. Oh, what a shame. What uh, a shame. Five, 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 five past four. More precisely? <laughs> Any more precisely? I can't get any more precise than five past four. Oh, can't you? What a pity you were so close. Never um, mind. Uh, but five minutes and 35 seconds past four, then. Mm, well, it was 36 seconds, in fact. Oh, so, uh, wait, one second out. Yes, now. one second out. Dear, oh, dear. So we can't give you that. <laughs> no points to either of you, I'm afraid, so no one wins that. Hard luck. Uh, prize remains unwon for another week, so hopefully by the end of the series, I should get to keep it. <laughs> Many thanks for playing, and now over to Mike. Well, of course, China. Some parts of it so remote that uh, they have never seen a civilised, recognisable Western face. Although Frank and Nesta Boff have been there several times. <laughs> but uh, things are changing, and holidays are becoming increasingly popular. So we sent an adapter there on a new Tomkins holiday weekend break. When we heard about a short-season weekend break to China for only £35, we couldn't believe it. And indeed, it wasn't true. The real cost was big, up around the 500 mark. Nevertheless, I set off on a sunny Saturday morning, and almost before I knew it, only 12 hours later, I was waiting at Gatwick for the plane to take off. And then at last, I was in China. Once I'd had time to settle down and pack and catch my breath, it was time to put my coat on and pack again, because it was time to go home. But I did just have time to speak to the head of the Chinese Tourist Association, accompanied by Simon Chandler from the British Embassy, uh, who'd kindly agreed to act as my interpreter. I wanted to know quite what to expect from China. Um, I'm afraid I didn't quite catch all of that. Ah, yes. Uh, he's saying that, um, uh, no, sorry, I didn't really get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> no, no, I'm still not back. <laughs> 
saying, welcome to China. May you have a good time here. Is he? Oh, uh, well, can you say thank you very much indeed? I'm very happy to be here. Uh, thank you very much indeed, and I'm very happy to be here. You're welcome. Uh, what did he you say? You're welcome. Splendid. Well, you two uh, should be all right now. I need any more help. Uh, you know where my office is. Yes. Oh, good. Can you tell me? Because I seem to have lost it. <laughs> so, that was China. As for my impressions, well, I can do a pretty good Margaret Thatcher if called upon. Get away with you! Well, it's time now to turn to music, and with all this talk of summer, how appropriate that we should uh, now have a unique chance to hear next Christmas's number one record. <laughs> yes, all the stars of the rock world have banded together once again to donate their talents and stifle their egos to show us how well they really get on, so long as they don't have to speak to each other. Yes, it's bandwagon. <laughs> it's Christmas time There's no need Feel ashamed at Christmas time. We pretend to be good friends. Cause through the year you hear us speaking nothing but abuse. Cause a slanging match will get you in the news. Down here in Bognor. <laughs> 
Yes, get away with you. Go on, get away. Get away with you. Well, with mention of all these intriguing foreign lands, it's all too easy to forget the attractions of this country. And I'm joined now by the head of the British Tourist Board, Mr Colin Woolley. Hello. Uh, who is in charge <laughs> of a new project to remind people that Britain has its own fair share of exotic places. <laughs> yes, well, it's true, Mike, of course, like the English Costa Brava. Where's that? Uh, between Grimsby and Scunthorpe. Miles <laughs> and miles of deserted coastline. Yes, largely because of the industrial plants all the way along it. Can't have everything, can we, Mike? Uh, are there any other tempting havens? Well, how about the British Gold Coast. Uh, here, have a look at this brochure. Mm-hmm. Why Dorking? <laughs> well, admittedly, Dorking isn't actually on the coast, um, but the weather tends to be warmer in the summer than in the winter, in the same way as it does in West Africa. And, of course, people in Dorking work during the days and sleep at nights. It's almost identical fashion to the population of the Gold Coast, you see. Really? Mm, yes. Extraordinary coincidence. It is, isn't it? Well, there is uh, one other uh, brochure that catches my eye. Oh, which one's that? Uh, this one here. Oh, yes. For the Welsh Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> Which is... Around Swansea. <laughs> because of its uh, palmed beaches, coral islands and tropical climate, presumably. Oh, no. No, you're thinking of the West Indian Caribbean. Swansea's an absolute bogger. <laughs> you think that you've had enough You need a holiday for two Radioactive, he say well, uh, another popular form of holiday is one that offers you a physical challenge. And when we heard of an adventure holiday offering you two days of action with the SAS, who else could we send but our own action man, oh-so-daring Mike Hunt? And Mike is on the end of this telephone. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Uh, so where are you? Uh, up to your neck in a freezing river, yomping across the moors? Uh, not exactly, Mike, no. Ah, uh, well, don't keep us in suspense, Mike. Where exactly are you? Uh, the Hilton Hotel, Stockholm. <laughs> Yes, this trip to Stockholm, it's some sort of initiative test, is it? Uh, sort of, yes. I had quite a lot of trouble finding my suite. It's a very big hotel. Yes. Uh, I must say, uh, Mike, this holiday uh, doesn't sound very dangerous. Oh, it is, Mike. I've nearly been killed twice. Really? Yeah, I drive on the wrong side of the road here. <laughs> I had a nasty accident on the way to the nightclub. Nightclub. Uh, Mike, this doesn't sound like the sort of thing one usually expects from the SAS. Doesn't it? You are, you are on an SAS action holiday. Oh, yes, yes. Organised by the Special Air Service. Organised by Scandinavian Airlines, yes. <laughs> and believe me, there's plenty of action. Is there? Is there oh, really? Yes. Good. Everything they say about Sweden's true. Good, good. Well, nice talking to you, Mike. Absolute ravers there. Oh, they were. Thanks a lot, Mike. Absolutely Oh, you're good. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, uh, Mike Hunt there uh, getting away and indeed uh, having it away in uh, Stockholm. Get up and get away. Get off with a friend today. Well, our new DJ, Oivind Vinstra, is in an ideal position to tell us about holidays in his native Norway. Ha <laughs> ha yeah, and on with the music. Indeed. <laughs> what is there to do in Norway? Well, uh, Anna, there's uh, Etospat, uh, Matamuta, and Hodgsleden. Oh, they're popular, are they? They're very popular, Anna, I believe. Uh, what about in the evenings? Uh, in the evenings, there's uh, Etospat and Matamuta. Uh, no, Hodgsleden. <laughs> well, you wouldn't do that in the evening, would you, Anna? <laughs> no, I suppose not. Uh, what about for the children? Uh, for the children, there's a supervised Etospat. Uh-huh. And uh, Matamuta? I don't think the children are ready for that, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Well, pardon my ignorance, Oivin, but uh, what exactly is Etospart? Etospart is, uh, well, it's very hard to describe, Anna, but essentially it's two people sitting down and reading a book. Mm. <laughs> See, and uh, matter murder? It's whipping people around the genitals with birch twigs. Right. <laughs> 
well, thank you very much, Oyvind. Uh, or uh, manga tack, as I believe you say. Ah, manga tack, it doesn't tack. Poor yaha, gora bite, poor yaya, poor martin, oxy yaha. Yes, and on with the music. Yes. <laughs> on with the music indeed. And perhaps you'd like to introduce this next record, Oyvind. Surely. Idag we have gore in Gaitos boat Torsen for Trondheim. Sir Siltox, yeah, Torsen Tak for Lily. Perhaps I better do it, actually. <laughs> and uh, in line with our holiday theme is this year's holiday hit, following in the footsteps of such classics as Una Paloma Blanca, Coconut Airways, and Viva Espana, the sorts of records that help you throw up many a happy memory along with anything else you've eaten in the past half hour. It's Bland Lace with Shagadoo. <laughs> We are up to the sun for some laughter and fun. We've got two weeks away on a summer holiday. We are going by plane down to beautiful Spain. And as we travel along, we will sing this happy song. Stamp your feet, bang your head, eat pineapple, wet your bed, drop your pants, sing some blue, boots and shag and go to loo. Hmm, I could have heard more of that. <laughs> well, uh... Well, if you have any uh, queries about your holidays, where to fly from, where to go to, and uh, where to find the sunniest Frank and Nesta Boff, then now is your chance to phone up our regular agony aunt, Anna Rabies, who uh, today is hosting a special holiday agony line. So give us a ring on this number. 485-6242. I'll just repeat that. 0101-0101. And I believe we have Nine. our... <laughs> I believe we have our first call. Uh, hello, Anna. Uh, my girlfriend and I are thinking of going to Greece this uh -huh. year. And you'll be sharing a room, will you? <laughs> well, I can't expect so, yeah. You expect so. How long have you been going out with this girl? Uh, about, about six months. About six months, and you haven't got around to sleeping together yet? Well, that's not quite true. We did kiss. Look, lover, you must go to this girl and say, look, we've been going out for six months now, and I don't think that the relationship is going to progress unless we start sleeping together. Yeah, I, I was rather more interested in the different package holidays available. <laughs> Do you have any difficulty achieving orgasms? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's all right, I'll ask the travel agent. Next. <laughs> Hello, Anna, I'm, I'm interested in Sicily. Have you told your wife? <laughs> Manic. So it's just uh, Sicily who's involved, is it? Uh, no, I want to go to Sicily. Look, running away isn't going to solve your problems, lovey. You're just going to have to face up to this girl and admit that you're impotent. All right, next. Um, Anna, it's about the size of my breast. Look, this is a holiday phone-in, lovey. <laughs> I'm thinking of going down under, uh -huh. Anna. And I wanted to know what jabs I need to take. Look, lovey, you're obviously very naive, and I can assure you there's no need to take any jabs at all for going down under. <laughs> I'm also thinking of going to Australia. Your happy lazy days. Get away with you. 
Well, what holiday programme will be complete without a report from our chairman, Sir Norman Tonsil? When it was first suggested that I should write a report on a fortnight for two in Barbados, all expenses paid, I immediately agreed, provided I didn't have to write a report. (laughs) Sadly, the tickets were then sent to my home and opened by my wife, whom I was then obliged to take. Uh, She is a woman of almost no discretion, with an overpowering passion for foreign parts, regardless of their owners. (laughs) On arrival at the hotel, our luggage was taken to room 34, which overlooked a mile-long stretch of unspoiled coastline. Unfortunately, we were in room 79, overlooking the kitchen. So, until that mistake was recognised, we were forced to make use of the bags delivered to our room, which had evidently originally belonged to a couple of elderly German women. And my wife found something she could wear, and eventually at around eight o'clock, dressed in a pink satin dress with embroidered shawl, I decided I looked far too ridiculous to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, we therefore decided to order room service. I had flying fish with yam and breadfruit, and my wife had the waiter who brought it to the room whilst I was shaving. <laughs> And the next day our bags were found and brought round to room 79. All we needed to track down now were the contents. <laughs> By midday the next day the contents had still not been found and my wife and I were both furious. Having been able to just about squeeze into a swimsuit and bathing cap, I stormed downstairs and had it out with the manager, whilst my wife made similar overtures to the hotel porter. <laughs> After I'd explained about the luggage, uh, the manager apologised profusely and asked if he could sew the button back on for me. He'd clearly not understood a word I'd said to him. <laughs> So I decided to make for the beach instead, where I lay down and enjoyed the sun, whilst my wife lay down and enjoyed the lifeguard in his lookout hut. (laughs) From then on, the holiday went from bad to worse. The food was largely inedible, the hotel on the whole inhospitable, and my wife for the most part in Jamaica, where the lifeguard had a villa. Well, Martin Brown has finally, I believe, made it to Penzance, and I believe we've just got time for his report. Yes, hello, Mike. Um, I've been ready for quite a while to most of the show. Again. Oh, I'm sorry, Martin, we haven't got time for your report. I misunderstood that. I believe we do have time for one final word from Anna Dapter. Custard. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope, and Michael Fenton Stevens. Songs by Philip Pope, Angus Deaton, and Jeffrey Perkins. And the programme was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins with additional material from Jeremy Pascal. Produced by Jamie Ricks. If you would like details about bargain holidays, a booklet entitled How to See the World for Less Than 50p a Day is available from Radioactive, price £25. <laughs> but now, on Radio 4, a look askance. Anthony Strumkins takes a whimsical but irreverent gallop through the sound archives and comes back with his trousers off. LAUGHTER